Hi, friends. Welcome back. So glad that you've decided to check out this little show once again, or maybe it's your first time. And if it is, regardless, your first time or you're coming back again, thank you so much for tuning in. It means the world to me. Hey, do me a favor. If you like the show, if you're enjoying it, maybe share this episode with a friend who you think might enjoy it as well. But another huge thing that you could do for me is leave a rating and a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts app. Wherever you're able to leave a review for the show, it would help a ton. Speaking of the show, on today's episode, we're going to do a few different things. We're doing another segment of the High Friends High Concepts product stash. And along with that, we're speaking with one of the co-founders of the company, Honest, who make functional design smoking accessories. We're speaking with Mason Palmer. Hey guys, really, thank you so much for tuning in, whether it's your first time or you're coming back. It always means the world to me when I see the number go up by one listen each time that you do. Wanted to let you know, recently somebody's asked me, hey, why do you let your show go on for almost five minutes before you get to the real meat of the show? And I have been, from the very beginning, I have been trying to do an inside joke where the meat doesn't start until the four minute and 20 second mark. So if you want to skip past what I always call the BS time, where I just kind of let you get to know my personality a little bit, just me, you, the host, and the audience, you can skip to four minutes and 20 seconds, and you'll get right to the High Friends, High Concepts product stash, and then the interview with Mason Palmer. But before we get to any of that, I did want to say real quick, we have a pretty large listenership in California, and I'm headed to California at the end of November for Thanksgiving this year. I'll be there for six days, and I'm in Southern California. I'm looking for some connections, and by that I just mean people I could talk to for the show, products I could try and review for the show, all that kind of thing. If you have any connections for me, or if you are a connection for me, reach out. You can find me on Instagram at Hi Friends Pod, or just check the show notes below. I'm going to link to the Instagram there. If you send me a message on Instagram, just let me know who you are and how can we connect or, you know, whatever it is, whatever you're thinking. And that goes for anybody who's listening right now, not just Southern California residents. If you have an idea for something for the show, I want to hear about it. I may not use it, you know, just because you share something with me doesn't mean that I am going to love that idea or think that it fits into what my idea for this show is. But I love that you would share that with me because it gives me a sense of an idea of what you as a listener want from a show like this. And then hopefully I can kind of take what your idea is and my sensibilities for production and maybe come up with something that matches or at least, you know, tickles the fancy of what you're talking about. And in the spirit of that, I wanted to take some time today to let you guys know that the segment, A Time You Took the High Road, that is now open to everybody. If you have a good story about a time that you were using cannabis, an experience that you had while high or stoned or medicated or however you choose to refer to it, and it doesn't have to be funny, it doesn't have to be positive, it can be a bad experience, it can be a good, it can be anything. Any story that is about a time that you were using cannabis and an experience that you had because of it or with it or through it, that's what I'd like to hear. So I'll record anybody that comes to me, send me a message on Instagram. We'll set up a Zoom meeting and we'll record. But just keep in mind, just because I record it, it doesn't mean it's going to make it on the show. But you're going to have a better chance of being on the show with the recording with me than not. 
So if you have a time that you took the high road, it's definitely time for you to come share it. Up next, we're gonna do the High Friends High Concept Product Stash. All right, that's right, friends. It is now time for the High Friends High Concept Product Stash, where I take something, a cannabis product, usually an accessory of some type, and something that I've been using, and I take it and put it into this stash that is, the whole purpose is to say, these are the best. If you're looking for something to buy and you see it in this stash, consider it my stamp of approval for the product. The only thing in the stash right now, and it's not just a single product, it is more of a group of products, are the journals from Goldleaf. You'll remember that I spoke with the founder of Goldleaf, Charles McElroy, in episode two of this show. If you haven't yet heard that episode, be sure to pause this one right now and go back and listen to that one. We have a great conversation about functional design, and you would be fortunate to hear that conversation before you hear the conversation today with Mason. Today, I'm adding two products from Mason's company called Honest to the High Friends High Concept product stash. First, it's their ashtray. The reason I love this ashtray is honestly because of the weight of it. That's what it really boils down to for me. I've used it for a while now, and when I start to think of it, really, I'm just like, well, I mean, it's an ashtray. How how innovative or beautiful can an ashtray be? And the answer is not very. All of them pretty much do the same thing. There's only so much you can do, especially if you're trying to make it functional design pretty. There's only so much that you can do that's going to set you apart from another company. But one of the things that Honest does really well with their ashtray, honestly with any of the products I've tried from them, is the weight of this thing really tells you that it is worth something, that it is a nice product, and it is something that you'll want to have around. It is also something that when a guest picks up, maybe when there aren't ashes in it, they might pick it up and wonder, what is this thing? And because of the quality that you feel from the weight of it and from the texture of everything, they know that it's nice. They may not know what it is, but they know that it is a nice thing, whatever it is. More recently, I've started using the ashtray less as an ashtray and honestly more of a container for ground herb or ground cannabis that I'm loading into joints, whether it be cones or into a bowl or whatever. So I grind up some weed and then transfer it into that glass ashtray. And honestly, the reason that I have been into that is because, again, the weight of it. When I'm scooping weed from something else, whatever I've got that in, even my grinder, it's too light. And so if I push the sides at all, the grinder moves. I'm a little particular and I find that to be very annoying. But if I keep the ground herb in that ashtray while I'm actively in the process of making joints or to smoke or whatever, that ashtray is heavy enough that I don't bump it and move it. It just, it's solid. And it's a combination between the weight and the silicone bottom that you have on the ashtray as well. The other product from Honest that we're adding to the high concept product stash today is the capsule water pipe. Now, I'm not a huge bong user, but I do enjoy bongs. I don't love heady pieces. The headiest piece that I have is a pretty simple phaser looking bong. I love it, but I, I don't use a bong enough to justify spending the kind of money that it takes to get what somebody would consider a very cool heady piece. 
Enter the capsule water pipe. The capsule is awesome because if you're a guy like me or a stoner like me and you don't want the headiest piece because what a waste of money for you, I understand that it's not a waste of money for everybody, but for me and where my values in cannabis lie, it would be a very big waste of money for me. So if you're like me and you just need something that functions, looks decent, and you don't mind if the neighbor came by and saw, you should definitely check out the Honest Capsule. I'm not going to say too much about the Honest Capsule while we're talking in the High Friends High Concept product stash segment, because Mason and I, Mason is the co-founder of Honest, and in this episode, Mason and I talk quite a bit about the capsule, so I don't want to give too much away. What I will say right now is that since I got the capsule, my usage of bongs has increased quite a bit. I have used bongs on and off throughout my cannabis journey, usually only with cartridges, like I would use an adapter to take my 510 cart and use a bong through that, or use it through a bong, rather. I've combusted a few times through a bong. I'm just not a huge fan of taking in a big amount of smoke all at once, and I'm trying to learn to appreciate that more. The capsule right away, the very first thing I did was I used it just normal. Combustion, flour, it was awesome. Honestly, maybe one of the best hits from a bong that I have ever had. I've done that a few more times, but mostly have just been using it with cartridges or concentrate. I have also taken like nectar collector dabs through it. So yeah, I, I really do love this pipe, this bong, and I'm really glad that Honest was interested in being on the show. I do have to be honest with you guys and let you know that I didn't buy these products. Honest did send these to me. I was the one that approached Honest in the first place to say, hey, I would love to talk to you guys about functional design. And then as we were planning the episode and when we could actually record, I realized that without actually using the products that I wouldn't be able to have a conversation that benefited them, me, or you guys as the listeners. And so I just said that to them and told Mason that I just didn't want to have a conversation until I could have a productive conversation. So I asked him for just a little bit of time for me to get some funds together to buy the products that I was most interested in. And Mason's response was to just tell me that they want to be on the show and if they can send me something so that they can do this quickly, then that's fine with them. I still feel weird about it. I still feel, and I think it's because my friends started calling me an influencer when this happened, and I really don't like that. But I do want to say thank you to Honest for sending those to me. Thank you, Mason. But I did also want to say that I was planning on buying these, so I'm not as much of a sellout as it seems. Gosh darn it. If you're looking for some new smoking accessories, particularly a great bong or a great ashtray, go check out Honest. You can find a link to their homepage in the show notes. Go there and you see all the products that they sell, not just the capsule or the ashtray, but I will also link to the capsule water pipe and the ashtray in the show notes as well. If you've got more questions about Honest or the capsule water pipe or even the ashtray, I've got so many good bits of news for you. And really, it's just one good bit of news, it's that Mason Palmer, the co-founder of Honest, is here right now. Mason, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sending those products. And Mason, I bet my audience would also thank you if you introduced yourself and maybe told them a little bit about Honest. Yeah, definitely. It's good to finally meet you too. I've just listened to uh, your most recent episodes, so big fan. Thanks. Um, I think you're doing a really good job. Honest started four years ago, and you know we really started as a company that was trying to beautify cannabis accessories. We had just graduated college. When we walked into a smoke shop, we didn't get 
the feeling that we actually wanted to buy something ever. And I think that was the biggest like learning lesson or, or the biggest thing that pushed us to start Honest was like, we smoke cannabis and we have no products out there right now that we're like actively looking to buy, hmm. um, whether it's e-commerce online or in a, in a head shop uh, or a dispensary. That really led us to kind of design our first product. And, and really, we wanted to start with the capsule, which I would say is our flagship product. So I would too. Bond. It's our water pipe. It's our bong. But at the time, uh, you know, it was a lot more expensive to develop that product. And so we started with a much simpler hand pipe, uh, which is our path pipe, and kind of worked our way towards just self-funding the, the capsule. The company's fully bootstrapped. So uh, we didn't start with money. Uh, the company was started with $3,000. Uh, and that was our real, really our first order of the path pipe. I want accessories that I want to smoke out of. Um, and my partner was the same way. And it was like, you know, I don't want to go and buy a rainbow bong at, at the head shop and have that kind of live in my living room or have to hide it. Yeah. Find a place for it so that it won't break and it won't be out in the open for people to see all the time. Yeah, exactly. There's multiple things. It's like, oh, okay. You know, are people coming over and are they going to look down upon this? Obviously, there's a stigma around cannabis, and that's a huge thing that we're kind of trying to break down um, as a company, just in, in kind of our values is, is can we destigmatize cannabis through beautiful cannabis accessories, through more functional cannabis accessories? And, you know, that's you know, a big, big reason of what we're going for here. Um, but it's also just what we wanted to smoke out of, what we wanted to use, what we wanted our friends to come over and see us using. And, and that's kind of really where that started. Man, so. that's so awesome. Let me ask you a little bit. What's your um, what's your background as far as uh, cannabis goes? I mean, you know, I've talked to a, a lot of people. I'm only I am only two years and two months into cannabis for me. I got into it at age 32 after diabetes and neuropathy. And it just, it changed my life. But a lot of people that I talk to are like, well, I smoked for the first time at 12 and, and things like that. What's, yeah. what's your history? What, what kind of user are you today? What kind of, is it different than you used to be before? Yeah, I would say I, I definitely started at a point where you probably shouldn't start, um, which was early high school. But it just it, it came from a, a mix of things. But I, I have a struggle with insomnia. Um, mm. It's really the, the main thing. And that was what enabled me to sleep. And I've used it ever since to sleep. And so my like consumption is, is I, I don't consume at a high level by any means. I smoke maybe once or twice and it's just before bed. Um, I'm not like using cannabis consistently throughout the day. I'm not you know, waking up and, and hitting morning bowls or, or anything like that. It's just the way I like to consume. And it's, you know, it's purposeful. It's for me, it's, it's to sleep. And, and yeah, so that's kind of where I started. I, I would, I would say that's too early. Your brain's still developing. <laughs> yeah. I think they, um, I think they really say anything before like the age of 25, really it, yeah. like your brain is going to get fucked for sure. It's, I mean, it's the same thing with alcohol too. Um, right. It's you're, you're not supposed to drink alcohol before your brain's fully developed. Right. Uh, and I think it's the same thing with cannabis and probably any drug, right? You don't want to interact with this. You don't want to interact with your brain that early. So Maybe you don't remember. I don't know. But do you think that when you started Honest and started this company that's all about cannabis products and smoking products, do you think your, your smoking upticked? Like, did it, did it increase? Did you ever find yourself because of honest having to go, whoa, 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 I'm using more than I want? You know, not really. I guess the common perception would be like at events um, for the company where, you know, there's usually a lot of flour around or um, whether it's a show like Champs, for example, in Vegas, there's tons of flour everywhere. And, I, and you know, those times I may consume more. But when I'm, you know, in my routine, it's it's not really changing. It's not really affecting. Um, right. 
my my style of consumption. And so it, it took me a long time to understand that I use every day, all day. Without cannabis, I don't feel my feet and I it's just yeah, you know, it's bad for me to not be medicated. And yeah. It took me a long time. Uh, well, time is relative, isn't it? Because I've only been into cannabis for two years. But it took me a long time to understand that the way I use it and the way that I consume it isn't the uh, be-all, end-all for everybody. It doesn't work for everybody. I would introduce new people to cannabis early on when I got into it. And I pretty early on got like, I was like all day, every day and uh, would introduce it to them that way. And they'd be like, oh, I'm totally turned off. Like, I don't think cannabis is for me. And I've just come to learn, like, there are people like you who are like, I just need it for this one specific little thing and that's it. (laughs) And I'm just not that way. But I I, I love knowing that you're in this space that you're in this industry and that you have a really kind of like regimented reason for using. I I think the misconception would be that you are just, you know, constantly blitzed. I I think, sorry, I'm talking a lot, but I think when you look at, um, there are, I don't want to name companies, but there are some concentrate vaporizing companies where their founders will get on their social media pages all the time blitzed out of their mind. And it's, I think that's the perception that people have of any of these companies. Yeah. And I think old school, wise I think it's probably the typical expectancy that the the founder would be you know consuming all day but cannabis interacts with everyone differently and for me there are certain things I can do really well on it for example writing copy um, and oh, content yeah. I I can do that no problem right but more strategical data type stuff just normal business type stuff I, it's it's preferable for me not to be high in terms of my concentration how quickly I can work but it's, it ranges for everyone, right? You can, right. there's plenty of people who one needed to function, plenty of people who one just enjoy it to function or it helps them. There's a you know, ton of different reasons to, to use cannabis. So I've never, I've never said this publicly. I've said it to friends and people I know, but I've never said it on the podcast, I should say. So I used to work for the Wisconsin Department of Transportation, the DMV. I was taking calls and answering emails throughout the whole pandemic, but much longer than that as well. And in January of 2021, that's when I first tried inhalation of cannabis. I had just been using like powdered nano emulsified THC powder for water. And in January of 2021, I went to California for two weeks and said to myself, I'm just going to spend the whole time high because I want to build my tolerance so high that when I do medicate, I just don't like, I don't have to worry about getting high, high unless I really try. And then the goal was I'm going to go to work every day stoned because I cannot stand my job. My feet would hurt, like all this stuff. And so I went from being like a bottom tier customer service employee, like honest, I was the lowest person. So we would get a weekly performance performance report that would compare you by numbers to everybody in the unit. So I don't know who it was, but I know my number and it was always at the bottom. Within six months, I went from being the worst employee every day, not high, to coming to work high and staying high all day, every day, and and becoming the best employee in my unit, the highest producer. Yeah, it improved your function for sure. Right. And so that's one thing that I definitely look back on and, and have to go there are people out there who could never, ever do that. They just, they would use and go to work and then pass out. And that, that I'm just, that's why I'm so fascinated. If you've been listening, I've been talking a lot about the endocannabinoid deficiency syndrome. I'm very, I, I really want to get into that. That's not what we're going to talk about today. I, so, <laughs> so something that you've touched on is that there's n- there wasn't anything out there for, for somebody like you who wanted like, yeah, I think of your products as classy. Like, 
Your, yeah. This ashtray, this is so classy. You like, I don't know why. It's just silicone and and glass, but it looks so good. And then the the rolling tray. I love this rolling tray. I love it. Yeah. What I'm trying to get at here is when I got into cannabis, my, the first accessory I bought was a vessel vape pen. And because I love those guys, they're yeah. actually the uh, when we started, honest. Uh, Vessel had just started a few months before us. And at the time I was living in San Diego and James Cho, who was the CEO of Vessel, also lived in San Diego. And so he's actually been a, a key kind of mentor. He's provided a ton of feedback throughout our growth and business. And, you know, we've worked with him on a number of things. So I love right. Vessel. Yeah. Amazing you know, the, products. the reason I wanted Vessel was because I, I searched for, I was only vaping at the time. I wasn't uh, using combustion, but I wanted any time that I brought out my pen for somebody to look at it and not go, oh, great, weed. I wanted somebody to look at it and go, what's that? Man, That is whatever yeah. that is looks cool and sleek. And I, I wanted the apple of vape pens, you know? Yep. And when I found you guys, I'm not, a, I'm not a big pipe user, so the path pipe doesn't super appeal to me. But the capsule does. I mean, the capsule. So I'm gonna I'm gonna fanboy a little bit now, Mason. So I love this bong. I'm not a big bong user in general. I I don't like taking a whole lot of smoke in all at once. So I'll I'll pack really light bowls. I mainly use it with a 510 cartridge. I really like vaping through a bong. So when I was considering buying this so that we could have a conversation, I just I wasn't set on that $200 price range. I I just got to be honest with you. I I was just like I don't know if it's worth it. And I've had it for a little over a week now, I think. And by day one, like the day I had it, my cousin was in town, my wife was in town, and then a good friend of mine, Scotty, was not in town, but we were talking about it, and he knew, and he knew that this was happening. He he said one thing that made it worth it to me that I ha just hadn't realized from reading the materials. It's in your own materials. I can put this in the dishwasher. I can I can unscrew everything, put it in. I, so I clean my bong after every time I combust because I'm a... I'm a crazy person. <laughs> and so that's not I, a bad thing to do. I would, I would argue that that's much better than not cleaning your bong ever. I agree. Sure. I agree. And so what I'm really trying to get at Mason is like, this is the, the vessel bong. And, and what I mean by that is that it, for the same reasons that I wanted a vape pen from, from vessel, the reason that that was the first one I got, you know, I said it, that it's classy, that it's sleek, that I wasn't embarrassed to bring it out, that I wanted to bring it out and show it to people because they would think it's interesting. That's what you get with the capsule water pipe. It is sleek. It is cool looking. It may not look high tech or heady, but the beauty of it is in the function. It is beautiful because when you need it to work, it does. And I love that. I, I love knowing that you and James Cho are like connected and that he's been a mentor and, and, and an inspiration because like, I just gotta say, you fucking nailed it with this. I can leave it every time I take it out. People are like, that's cool. What is that thing? I'd like to know more about it. You feel no judgment. You could also just leave it out on your counter and it looks like it's part of a juicer. Like it's, it's amazing. Let's talk about the capsule. I'd love to hear you talk about it because it's your thing. I could just fanboy yeah. all day, but you go ahead. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. And, I, and by the way, I'm not the product designer on our team. Um, that's actually my partner, Jeremy. So, okay. Um, well, you got, you're a part of it. You're a part of it. Yeah, but but Jer sure. give Jeremy the props because I, I'll definitely pass it along. Yeah. And I think you started at a, at, at a good place, which is the price point. And I like starting there with almost all of our products. And it's, you know, a common thing that if people will first look at our products and then the price point and say, wow, it's just too high right off the bat. Yeah. And I think it was something that I struggled with early on too. Wow, you can go into a smoke shop and get something for $5 and it will work. 
it will function, right? Mm -hmm. You can go and get a cheap Chinese pipe for $5. You could go and get a cheap Chinese bong for 15 bucks, but there's a difference. Uh, and I think once you bring the product to life, right? For me, it's hard. I'm not a designer. I'm looking at his designs. We're cutting it out. We're looking at 3D models. I'm like, man, is this a $200 bong? Or, you know, is this an $85 pipe? Or, you know, whatever it is. But is it really worth that amount? The hardest for me was the rolling tray. Actually, really? Why was, is that? Was like, is this a 60 plus dollar rolling tray? Um, there's tons of wooden rolling trays that are much cheaper. And there's tons of trays. I would say that you uh, of your guys' products... Just, just from, just from looking at your website, like just sight unseen, never touching them. I would say that your rolling trays are what are most on par with other quality rolling trays, like, like stuff that I look up on Etsy, like this would yep. be on par with that. For sure. If you're looking on Etsy, you're absolutely right. Right. That's kind of the handmade crowd. And then these are made by hand. Oh, they are. Thing, so uh, so they real are, quick yeah. on the, on the, the ash or the rolling tray. What I love is this hole because it is the exact size for a vessel vape pen. <laughs> Yeah, and that's an interesting hole because it, it, it fits, it also fits our stash light um, mm -hmm. and it also fits a 14 mil bolt piece yeah. um, or a 10, 10 mil bolt piece. Right, so, right. It, you know, there's a variety of different functions for each kind of set. But yeah, the rolling tray was the hardest for me to, to visualize how much it would improve my day. And that's our, like where we start with products is like, is this going to change my life? And I know that sounds dramatic, right? No, it do, but, you know what? It doesn't at all because it, what I really wanted to get to, and I'll, I'll let you finish here in a second, Mason, but I just want to help you make your point because that's what I realized with this, whether it's my lighter that I need to put here or whether, yeah. whether it's my vape pen that I need to put on the other side, listeners, there's magnets on the top of the bong. It's these little tiny details that do change your life. I lose this all the time. I lose this lighter all the time. Now they fucking yeah. live on this bong. So I know where they're yeah. at. So sorry for interrupting, but you're totally right. When you say, is this product going to change my life or at least change this part of my life, the way that I interact with yeah. cannabis, your product absolutely does that. And that's why I came to the conclusion that $200 price point is perfect. It's exactly what it yeah. needs to be. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and that's, you know, uh, that's where we started. Is this product going to change our life, right? If someone's going to take $200 out of their pocket of their hard earned money, it has to change their life in some aspect, right? Mm -hmm. And for the rolling tray, like that was really, uh, obviously it's it's our most recent product launch. So my memory to us launching it is, is the best. But, you know, for me, when I got our first sample and in that first week I started using it, I was like, holy shit, this is easily worth $100 to me. Easily. <laughs> totally. The, like the ability to take it from whether I'm on my couch or outside on my patio and I can just kind of bring everything with it um, and it all stays in one place. I don't ever have to worry about losing my lighter or bong it's all right on top of it yeah i can roll which i roll a lot of joints so it just it, it just hit for me um and there's this it's the same it's those little things that make the big difference right it's the magnets that you can hold your lighter on the collapsibility of the capsule yeah. or being able to just put the, the capsule in the dishwasher and clean it daily for me it's those little things that really bring it to that to you know the value of, of 200 dollars. it's not just a bong it's a lot more than that i think that companies that work and make work in and make products that are all about functional design and and specifically beautiful functional design yeah. you run you run into these problems where people just at a face value look at your products and go well i could get something that looks cooler or cheaper you know mm -hmm. you, there are people you could go get an american made glass bong that looks cooler quote unquote you know yeah. it, it, like I, I guess what i'm trying to say is this doesn't necessarily look cool to the Gen Z generation, maybe, you know, like, like the TikTok generation, it's not, mm -hmm. 
It's not super colorful. It's there's not a bunch of parts coming out. Like, but for me, I love that this thing is modular. Here's here's what I really love. I love the future possibilities of what the capsule could be because it's already modular in and of itself. But that just means if you want, if if the day ever comes, you can introduce more and more accessories if you want it to be like a quote-unquote cool looking bong it's already cool looking but i think that's the thing that functional design companies run into people look at their products just at face value without putting their hands on them and using them and trying them out and they just go yeah i mean it it it, it functions that's all they see it function and they don't yeah, see the intricate beauty. And, and you know i think a big thing that i've come to understand is, is we're not the right bong or rolling tray for everyone right and 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 it's it's like that someone might want some super heady, you know, uh, American blown glass. And that's not us, right? We're, we're not having, uh, we're not making artistical glass. Right. Um, I would love to add that. And hopefully that is coming soon, right? Puffco, I think, did a, did a really good job about focusing on their product first and then bringing in artistry as an addition to it. Right. Um, and it's something like I look up to Puffco and those guys for, and I would love to add that, right? And the capsule has that ability. We could blow... We could have glass artists blow modular bottoms and, and tops to that. So hopefully that's coming soon. But I would love to add a bit of the artistry back into the brand. It's a very industrial designed focus. So I think that I think that there is artistry there though. I just I don't even oh, there definitely is. There yeah, definitely is. I don't even want to see heady pieces for this thing. That would almost almost ruin what this is for me. I love the utilitarian post-apocalyptic bong uh, thing that I've got here, you know, like it's, yeah. it's, and when you said that it's not, your product is not for everybody, I think you're wrong. I really do. I think the capsule specifically has a place in every bong user's arsenal. It may not be the heady piece that every person wants all the time, but yeah. for like Mason, I carry this thing around my house. I like, it's my, <laughs> it is my preferred way to consume now. It's it, like my preferred way used to just be a pen. But without without the capsule now, it's just like, eh, it's not as good. <laughs> so I don't know. For me, it has changed the way that I'm consuming. It it, it is, I don't know. It, I, I love how classy it is. I love, my wife loves it. And that's a big thing that I love. She doesn't. That's a huge, yeah, it's a huge <laughs> thing we tried to appeal to. So, and that, yeah, that, I mean, that was something, uh, you know, a big part of our lives. Yeah, uh, right. And, she, and so she's like, pregnant, so she hasn't used it yet. But she's like, you can leave that out anytime you want. It looks and that's so great. It's like, oh, she doesn't mind if it's out. It, it's not smelling bad because it can get clean much easier. And there's like, you know, there's a bunch of things that you don't think about when you're first purchasing that in those first three days of using, you're absolutely right. You'll realize, wow, I can just leave this out. Wow, it collapses and I can take it on my car. I don't need like a bong bag. Oh, it or fits in my uh, car's cup holder. Cup holder, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's cup holder size. So, so not that I'm driving and, and using it, but uh, <laughs> when I'm headed to, so I live on a ranch in the mountains. My wife is a nanny for a family. And so if I'm heading to an overlooked spot and I'm like, well, I'm not going to put it in the backpack. I'll just put it in the, but you're right. You know, I think the first time, so like it comes in a nice cardboard case and, and it's all compacted in there and in itself, uh, all undone, I should say, and packed into itself. And then when I first got it assembled and I used it a couple of times, honestly, I think part of the big like reveal to me of how great this thing was, was the first time after I got it assembled that I took the top off. Cause that's when I realized I was like, oh, I have full access to the area that gets dirtiest now. I'm a, I'm a little yeah. OCD. <laughs> so the fact <laughs> that I could just reach in there and scrub, I was like, yes, I love this thing. It's so good. So I'm going to stop fanboying a little bit. And I want to start asking you about the path pipe. I'm not a pipe user, but I know yeah. that my fr uh, listeners are, I have friends that are 
What is unique? I, I mean, I, looking at the path pipe, I can tell that it's unique, but why is it unique and what is unique about it? Yeah, I think when it comes to, to designing a pipe, there's a few things that we initially looked at. Um, and one was the amount of Scooby snacks or ash and herb that we would always get in our throat when it's smoking out of a pipe. It's almost abnormal to not get ash or herb in your throat when you're smoking out of a little glass pipe. And I think that was like where we started with. How can we prevent that and make it make it a bit cleaner yeah. for you? The path salt that in the pipe. And so the way the smoke filters through the path on each edge, there'll be built up resin after you use even after like a few times, you'll start to notice built up resin and ash that gets stuck in there. And as it winds down the path, it becomes cleaner and cleaner. Really, by the end of the path, you shouldn't be seeing resin. Sure. Obviously, if you've been using the pipe and haven't cleaned it for for a year or two years, maybe you're seeing resin at that point. But the, the idea is, is that as it filters through that path, it gets cleaner and cleaner until it eventually, you know, reaches your throat and you breathe it in. So that was kind of where we started with it was how are we going to filter the smoke to make it a little bit cleaner for everyone? And I think there's other features in there that, right, the pocketability of it. You're not, most people are typically not smoking a pipe at their house. They'll use their bong or, you know, they'll, they maybe they're into concentrates and they'll dab or use their pen. A pipe traditionally and, and for us really is for us is, is it's used on the go. It's used when we're on the snowboarding on a mountain or we're hiking or camping. We're doing something like that outside. And that's what we wanted to design it for was, can we put it in our pocket, make sure it won't break? And, you know, can we pack a bowl and take it on the go too was another thing. Yeah, do you, do you, you can pack it and then just put it in your pocket and go? You can pack it, close it right up and it'll stay perfectly in there. So you don't need to bring an, say, you know, you're just going for a hike and you want one bowl. You can just pack that just how it is. You don't need to bring extra herb or anything. Interesting. And... The last, I think, was just the debolder tool, which there's a little debolder built into the pipe. Um, it's actually inside the capsule, too. Yeah. Helps you debol, right? It just simplifies your life. It's making one step a lot easier, which is really what the goal is for any of our products is can we bring you more freedom and ease of use with cannabis? Man, that's a great way to phrase that. Can you bring me more freedom when it comes to using cannabis? That's what I look at going back to the capsule because I don't have the path pipe. Looking at the capsule, that's exactly what it is. It's ease of use. It, it takes... Yeah. It's like everything. You, so if you're a stoner or if you're somebody who uses cannabis regularly, you probably have somewhat of a routine, at least some of the times in how you use. You know, I love going out to my front porch, sitting down, having a joint or smoking a bong sometimes. And without fail, every time that I'm sitting here at my computer working and think, oh, I should go smoke or I should go whatever out on the porch, I'll grab stuff and bring it out there. And without fail, every time there's something I've forgotten, I, whether it be yeah. a lighter or the flower itself or whatever. For me with the capsule, honestly, it has it has very much trimmed down those, oh, I have to get up to go get that thing that I forgot because I just put everything on the on the rolling tray with the ashtray and the capsule and it's perfect. Yep. It's perfect. So you guys, yep. you're totally nailing it with the ease of use thing. I like that you said that. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's my favorite feature too on the capsule is, is just the ability to leave the lighter there. You know, I think the rolling tray, the same thing. Um, it's more common in rolling trays, right? To have that feature where you, there is a lighter slot. Right. It's very not common or I've never seen it on a bong before. Um, well, I mean, where, where, I can't think of any other bong that has a place to put a magnet. I mean, I'm, they're no, probably there, yeah. but I, you know. Yeah. And, and when you're making glass, right, most bongs are, are made from glass. Um, and, you know, that's why we decided to use a, a, a mixture of materials here. And I think the other thing was, was the replacement of parts is people break their bongs, right? Um, and when you break a bong, you break the bong. It's done. Yeah. You know, you can't replace it. 
you can't replace the piece. Um, and then that was kind of the modularity of it was, oh, if someone breaks the bottom of it or the, the mouthpiece, can we just send them a $20 replacement so yeah. that this bond can last forever? That's the goal of almost all of our products is, is can we get it to last forever? Why buy something when you can just buy it once and have it last longer, right? Man, what a so. good company. <laughs> Who would have thought in today's day and age, somebody, a founder of a company would be saying that, buy once, cry once. It's funny that you bring that up. As I was preparing to talk with you, I was reading some reviews and some other things. And it was only today as I was reading those things that I realized exactly what you just said is that, oh, if I knock this off a table or whatever, it's not the death of the bong. It, it is mm -hmm. just the death of that piece. And that is so key because like, this is now my favorite piece and I would hate to shatter the entire thing. I would hate to be without it for a bunch of time and have to save up some money and whatever. You guys are doing something pretty amazing. It's just, you know, it's, it feels sort of like that uh, stoner family thing of like, hey, we're all in this together and I'm not doing this because I'm trying to become the next big capitalist. I want to do this because I want you guys to have good stuff to smoke out of. I want to make some money, but really I want to put out awesome products for people like you. Like, I just, I love what you guys are doing and, and that you just want, that it's, Thanks, man. it feels Appreciate like, it. yeah, it, it feels like you're doing it. And whether this is the, the goal or not, um, the fact that you guys put this out there through, and I specifically mean that your products put this out there for you, that you care about people that you care about your, not just your customers, but people that, I mean, that's pretty cool. I, I wanted to say something else about breaking it. It seems like this would be impossible to break. This glass <laughs> seems so heavy duty to me. What, what kind the of glass, glass is, is this? Very heavy duty. Um, it's the same type of glass that you'd find in, in Pyrex or typical kind of like long-term storage solutions for, you know, food in your fridge or anything like that. Yeah. So it's dishwasher safe. Um, it's going to be very thick. The ashtray glass is even thicker. Yeah. The ashtray is pretty funny because we get comments about people picking it up and be like, wow, this is the heaviest ashtray I've ever felt. That's made that's glass. There's a reason, right? And we want our products to, to be long lasting. And there's uh, also, and there's also something to be said, sorry for interrupting you. There, maybe you won't agree with this. There's something about a specific type of weight that speaks quality. It, you know, it's perfect. Yeah. It's perfectly balanced. It's, I mean, I, I just, I sound like you've paid me to just come here and just, you know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> no, but but you're, like, you're absolutely right. There's a, there's a, when you go into it and this is like a very common experience I've had when you go into a head shop and you pick up any of their glass and you'll feel it right away. I'm like, Oh my God, I feel like if I squeeze this, it would just break. Yeah. And that's the opposite of what we wanted. Right. When you pick, when you open our box and you get our order or whatever online, we want you to feel like, wow, this is, I just paid for this and it was totally worth it right away. That's the feeling we want to kind of bring upon you. And so, yeah, they're heavier, right? They're, it's heavier duty glass. It's, it's going to last a lot longer. Um, yeah. It feels like that too. It's, it's the best. I want to ask you a little bit about what it's like running. A, um, it's not a cannabis company, but it's like you got one foot in, you know, and you're not for touching sure. product. Right, ancillary. That's the word I'm looking for. But specifically, I wanted to talk a little bit about the relationship between you, the company and you and your customers. Like, I'm very curious, what have you heard from customers that makes you go, you know what, that's actually a great point. What have you heard from customers that makes you go, you guys are missing the point of this at all? What, what kind of critiques do you get that you love and what do you hate? Yeah, I think, you know, we try to be very customer forward and take in a lot of customer feedback. And actually, like a lot of our, our products have come from customer feedback is 
um, you know, we send out emails, I would say at least once a month, which we called a kind of like a founder's note. And this is where we're either looking for feedback, looking for input from our customers on which products they want us to create sooner or faster, right? We have a long list of products that we want to eventually get to, but you can only do so many at a time and right. prioritizing kind of which, you know, our current customers want. Is, is what we're going to go with first. So we take in a lot of feedback from our customers on that standpoint, on where they think we should go with the business. And I think that's, you know, something that I've never experienced really in a business before, but it's something that I think has helped us a lot in growing this business and just kind of building it around our current customer base. And that customer base continues to grow, but we're still asking for feedback and want, what, what do you guys want more? Do you guys want a grinder or do you want a, a larger bong or a smaller bong, uh, something in different, you know, totally different style? What are you guys looking for? And then we'll, you know, go to the drawing board and try to create it. I think feedback wise and on the negative side, it's, it's, you know, we get some, some negative comments about maybe a, the, the path pipe bolt size being a little bit small. Sure. Okay. Um, some different things there. Dude, but don't you, is that kind of the point of the path pipe though? It, to For the ultra portability of it though? Yeah. 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 But you know, not every customer understands that or, right. or might use it that way. And so um, they're not, I guess I wouldn't consider them necessarily negative comments. It's just. It wasn't what we designed the product to be. Yeah. Um, and they might be trying to use it in a way that we didn't think about before or that we didn't design the product for. So, yeah, I think, you know, the biggest thing for us is, is can we get customer feedback as often and as fast as possible? And can we have them help us build the brand with us? Do you think that um, that comes from, because you're pretty young, you, you said you, you started the company four years ago when you were graduating college. So you were around 26 right now? 27. 27. So not as young as I thought. Do you, so I, you are part of a younger generation than me. You're not quite Gen Z, but you're like that like lower tier. Are you Gen Z or are you millennial? I'm millennial. Okay. But you're like that lowest, like lowest tier, right? I think that people from our, from the millennial generation towards that lower end or the, the last bit of it and into that Gen Z, there is something about people that like they want to be more involved in companies and, and steering things. And those same people are being involved in companies. So they're much more open to getting direction from their customer base. I'm curious yeah. if you have any thoughts of why that is, because it is it is a very generational thing. You know, boomers, they did not start companies looking to <laughs> see what customers wanted. They made what they made and they told customers, you want this. But it doesn't feel that way, especially in the cannabis space. And I'm curious what you think of that. I think it's the, you know, we want that sense of community in this brand. And I think the other pieces is, is ownership is, you know, can we make our customer feel like they have some ownership of our brand, right? And the brand direction and the products that we create and the products that they push us to create, little things like that is, is you know, if they feel like they have some more ownership over where we're going, it's going to help them push us a lot further, right? right? We're going to get feedback from them. They're going to be more active in our community and they're going to help us a ton. And so I think that's where we started with that. Can we try to build a community that helps us all grow and build these products. And so, you know, that's really what we lead with when we're talking to our customers. We give them complete free reign, right? I'll send an email one month. It might be, hey, what product do you want us to see next? Or what's your order of these five products, right? We've sent that exact email before. Yeah. Um, or we'll just ask, you know, how is the size of the bowl, right? If we get negative comments, you know, a few negative comments about anything is too many usually but it's going to happen. So we'll go right to them and ask, what are you guys' thoughts? I love that. And usually, right, we're getting 100 plus emails back every time we send something I, out. You know, the only reason I haven't responded to any emails, because I've gotten them, is just because I knew we were having this conversation. And I was like, I don't want to interact 
really at all beyond let's set up this conversation before we talked, but I promise I will respond. Man, Mason, you know, I really thank, first of all, thank you so much for coming on. I've loved hearing about you and your journey through cannabis kind of, you know, starting too early, but then where you're at now, it sounds really good. And I, I really love hearing your heart because that's really what it is. You're sharing your heart when you're sharing this baby of a company, you know, it's your baby and you so I really thank you for sharing your heart about the company. Why don't you go ahead, if you've got like socials or websites that you can send my customers to, because they're going to yeah. want these products too, man. Okay. Yeah. Our, our website's smokehonest.com. Uh, you can find all of our products there. We just launched our bundles as well. So we're bundling up our products. Like I said, we're kind of hoping to create this modular ecosystem where it all kind of fits together. Instagram at smkhonest. Uh, we had some issues with the word smoke and Instagram. so. Uh, at SMK Honest. Those are the best two places to find us. And yeah, I appreciate you having us on. It's been, it's been a blast. Awesome. Thanks, Mason. And, and listeners, you can certainly go down to the show notes right now and find links to the website. I'll link to the main site, the capsule uh, page there, and also their Instagram page as well. So you can just click those to find those things. But also if you head over to at High Friends Pod on Instagram, I'm sure this week as you're hearing this, there will be many Instagram stories and reels and photos that I've tagged honest in because it's kind of what I do. Again, thank you so much, Mason, for coming on. I've had a blast and can't wait to speak to you again. Another High Friends in the books. Thank you so much. Honestly, thank you so much for tuning in. I know I say it every episode, but it really does mean so much to me that you would take the time to look at this little project that I'm doing and use your ears to listen to this sweet, dulcet tones of Adam Rosted here on High Friends. All right, guys, thanks so much again for tuning in. Share the episode, leave a rating or a review. Share it with somebody that you think needs to hear something in here. Maybe you know somebody who needs a new bong and they're trying to decide but they know they don't want a super heady piece all right i will see you on the next episode in two weeks also send me a message on instagram if you want to come on and tell us a time that you took the high road i'll catch you next time folks time to Hi, Friends is a production of Mortarbox Media. Hey, how do you think that episode went? Uh, it was... What do you mean? Well, I mean, were you trying to say honest or honestly like 1,500 times this episode? It was a little much. Thank you.